why sometimes black people get on my damn nerves. Like, seriously. It's, it's a never-ending BS when it comes to regards to blacks not able to see themselves reach at a higher standpoint because they're so mentally enslaved by their oppressors that they literally believe they're woke. Let's get into it. I'm in the um, Instagram and I'm looking, just looking at uh, videos and shit and trying to look at what is going on in the country Wayne world because I'm trying to look at these skits, but I'm not looking at the skits. I'm just looking, you know, going through the comments because at this point they're dragging this wedding storyline. And so I know people were saying how they know who's writing what. Uh, one person on YouTube was like, you know that you know Mike is writing the other storylines that move at a better pace, and that um, Wayne or Wayne's people are writing these storylines to pretty much drag it along, all for the views and or just to make money or whatever. But the storyline is just BS. I mean, because it really is. I mean, this storyline, as far as the cheating, the infidelity. Um, this uh, supposedly fiance needing to get married. It hasn't really been entertaining. Not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like so intrigued in it. At this point, it's so many people saying that hurry up and move along with the storyline. If it's so many people saying that, then the storyline is not moving along or it's not entertaining enough where you got us so entangled in your storyline that we don't care that if it's dragging. That's the way it's supposed to be. We don't care if we gotta wait every week to watch it. You see what I'm saying? So if it's not giving us that type of vibe, that tea, then that's the reason why we're like, come on, enough already. This storyline is dragging. It's like beating a dead horse. It's not getting through people need entertainment people need to be i mean it's not really entertaining i mean some of the stories when they would bring in coco and coco b um and this particular character faces up with amber of uh, the character who's the fiance of anthony aka ant-man but still sleeping with her ex who did her so dirty as if he wasn't even in a relationship with her, yet she had a key to his place and he dogged the crap out of this lady and allowed other women, okay? Another woman and other women dogged her out, okay? Whereas she looked so bad, they then switch up the storyline and make it seem like this man can come into her life again and mistreat her because he's giving her something that she has always wanted and that's just him because it's not a relationship that she's in with him she's engaged to be with someone else but because it's him and of course you know we're looking at this and we're saying because these are characters that are being played by their real names like Wayne this is 
his real name and then people see that he has like 10 children and all these different baby mamas so they're looking at this and they're like this is him he's a manipulator this is how he do to get these women blah 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 and people don't care if it's like jesus is popping okay we there's a lot of christians up in the church today or a lot of christians period who are not moving on the path of righteousness and living by the word of god whereas because nobody is out here living by the word of god everybody just like dl Hooley stated in one of his comedy skits everybody's going to be hoping that god jesus whomever is going to be letting people in the gates of heaven on a pass because there are so many people not living by the true word of God and people tend to in 2023 believe that they can change the word of God to fit them because time has changed no the word of God has already been written you can't change it if people if you started saying that you can change the bible from where it was uh, written and how it's supposed to be that was the last word then you're going to have even more atheists out there who don't believe in God or believe in the Jesus is popping or the Christianity. And people look at this, people that you want to, because when people say that they're all about the word of God, now I know I'm getting off topic because I grew up in a church, okay, with reverend, grandmothers, pastors, and all of that, deacons and all of that, okay. There was so much stuff that I saw growing up in the church that pretty much pushed me off of church, especially church people. I just don't believe in them, okay? They, I've seen them lie, I've seen them cheat, I've seen them be monsters to a very large degree. And we're still seeing that in both white churches, black churches, whatever church, we're still seeing that. And I just don't see how that is going to motivate anyone to go to a church. now. It doesn't deflect from us saying that we want, if we believe in a specific religion, uh, such as Christianity, and we want to embrace Christianity and, and embrace the word, then that would be something that we would have to do on our own. Even though it states that you know, people come, oh, you need a, a house, you need a church of God, you do not need a church of God, that church of God could be in your heart, in your home. If you're reading the word and you're studying in the Bible for you, that's all you need, right? And you don't need to be influenced by other people. However, you have to mentally be aware of not to be influenced by other people because other people influences you without you even knowing it. And then you have to take a step back and realize, okay, this person, that's them. And that's what they're doing. Yes, they did this, and that's not a part of the Bible. That's, that's stating that this person is sinning outright, regardless. You do you, and you are a part of the Word of God for yourself, not, you know, not anybody else. I just wanted to make that known. So, we have a lot of people that be in the comments and they be like, okay, Jesus is popping. And they, you know, they feel like it's a deflection from the real thing. And the fact that we move so much into this, these characters and the infidelity. And then it's just so much. And when we get ready to see characters, females that are in the, in the skits, we want to be uplifted by these people. We want to be, we want, that's the whole point. When you look at storylines and you look at character arcs, 
these particular characters should be protagonists for us, not antagonists. We should not have 20 characters and 19 of them be antagonists. We need protagonists in the storylines as well. Your story arcs and your character arcs need to portray both a villain and a or antagonist and a protagonist. And then we end up seeing that so many people are antagonists in these stories. They are conflicting. They contradict them themselves in regards to what they believe in and what they stand for. And, and based when it comes out for the storylines. And of course, everyone seems to be all about Ant-Man. You know, that's still, you know, I'm still um, moving with Aunt Anthony. But as far as his character, they make it seem as if he's so clueless. That he hasn't made not one, one inkling of insight into a relationship that he's in. They make it seem as if he's questioning it at first, but did not. And then a lot of people saw the storyline go from, we see them bring in this character. And we see that the people who are over this skit realize, oh, a lot of people like this character. How do we not allow them to like this character and like this character more? That's what people are thinking. I know that's what I was thinking. Because we started, we had now a character that we treated as the hero. A character that we treated as the protagonist. And we don't see Wayne's character as the protagonist. Regardless of how he speaks and he's always saying the same, you know, stuff. Especially to women. And it's always like the same the same, the same flow, the same vibe. But then when we see that person in action, the words and their actions don't meet up. And regardless if they say, oh, well, you can't, you know, he'll make a, a, a scenario and say that well, you can't look at me this way. And then whatever the case, maybe like just a whole bunch of like, nah, 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 nah. and you don't listen anymore. <laughs> you don't listen to it because it's the same stuff over and over again you're saying the same thing we need to build on the character arc if that person is going to be that type of person we need them to come up from that placement that they placed them in as far as that placement holder they can have this particular way about them as far as with the women but they don't actually have to be a womanizer I don't even see it being charming. A lot of people in the comments be like, it's charming. It's not charming to me. It's like a whole bunch of BS being said. And his, the, the actions of the person is not really fitting. It's not connecting. It's like trying to bring two puzzle pieces together that don't fit. You know, they, you, you want them to fit so bad. So you just keep trying to make them fit and they don't fit. So a lot of people feel like we're just dragging this because... You know, we're seeing these different characters. And of course, all the characters have a play, a place in these people's world. So, um, you know, as far as the cousins, the friends, the best man, the, the, you know, the person that's cheating, that's supposedly be a friend, but he's never actually acted as a friend. But for whatever reason, our hero, who we deem as the protagonist, it's clueless to this. How do you not be aware of how somebody's treating you? Or the keyword mistreatment. Mistreating you. Because it's not, he's not treating you 
nice ever. He's not ever saying anything to be nice. Everything that this person says is like BS and it's always trying to make someone be hurt. It's words of trying to hurt someone. I don't see that as being anything but an antagonist and or a villain ever. I don't see that person as being someone who would have secure friendships. So even if that's not this particular person in real life, that's what people are looking at because again, these their character names are them. You know, that's how the skits went, which I like that. But it also, I mean, it's not them or people. Sometimes people can't distinguish from that either. As far as, okay, these are characters. These are skits. And, and they keep stating that, but they're going by their actual names and stuff. So it's kind of hard. So people mentally, you have to realize or understand how the brain functions because we keep seeing these people. These are these actual people. And even though they're in these skits, are they taking a part? I mean, they're, they're supposed to be acting. This is not supposed to be them. But again, it's hard for some people to distinguish. You have to you know, step back and say, these are characters. These are not real people, even though this is their real name. We know that, you know, this person is when we know that everything that he's doing in his life, he's portraying in these skits. However, so these are the parts how he's actually acting is not him, but everything else is him. You see what I'm saying? So everything is him, but then not him. So people, when they're watching stuff, when, especially when you first started watching it, it's like, that's what you're taking. You're just looking at them that this is their life and he's just bringing it into skit form. But then that's not the case. We, you know, these are writings and these are people writing stories and creating story arcs and characters, character arcs and settings, etc., etc. So, I mean, some of the stories are very eventful. I do. A lot of people like was getting mad at the character role. Um, Rolanda, in regards to her questioning if Wayne has something going on with Amber and it was like, mind her business, she can't even get her own family. And what? I'm like, what are you talking about? Why she can't question if these are her friends? Why can't she question that if she has grown into a real friendship with Anthony? Why can't she question if she feels like Amber is stepping out on this man? I'm confused. So, and in the same sentence, these people are contradicting themselves because then they're like, someone needs to find out and someone needs to tell Anthony. But then you, then you're trying to decide who's going to tell Anthony. And if the person is not right in your mind, as far as who's, you know, who's going to say anything to Anthony. So I'm like, really people? It's just really, it's, it's weird, but here we are. So <laughs> going back, I got on to uh, Wayne's, Country Wayne's post just to see, you know, what was going on and see if there was any like lives. Because I wanted to see what people say that they talk about or they see them talking about. Um, and I guess it's more so in their lives and of course lives and um in regards to when you're on social media and you go live and have people watch. So, and they were like, oh, with such and such, Mike writes these skits and Wayne writes these skits or he's over these skits mainly with him in them. And it kind of show because 
if that is the case, who's ever writing skits? That I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that if Mike is writing skits or not. But who's ever writing the skits mostly with Mike when he's with the the work groups or whatever? You can kind of tell how the stories move. They move at a good pace. You know, we're we're going with the story. We see, you know, what's happening. These two get together. This is because it is. Then this is hidden. Then this is that. And then their suspicions are growing. And then people start becoming aware of certain actions. Something that Anthony has never done. And people around him don't do. Which is weird. However, in a Mike's world of writing, they do. So things start... Things start happening. Things start happening and then we become aware or the characters become aware and then that moves the story along. And then there's events in between to keep us entertained where we're not finding out directly, but we're intrigued by it. And even though it's dragging just a little bit, it's dragging, we we see it happening, but we're entertained by the story as it continues to go along. Even if it's taking a while, oh, they still ain't found out. When are going to find out? And that's what we're thinking because it's, entertaining and we don't care and we don't care if it's dragging along and it's a soap opera type storyline where we know we're not going to get anything solved but every uh we're anticipating every event leading up to that the wayne and amber skits weren't entertaining it's just them fooling around there was i mean i we didn't want to see that i mean that was nothing that we needed to see we can see that okay they are getting that on um and we know that they was together but that should i mean the fact that that was like the main skits that we were getting the most of um her leaving his house her kissing all up on him we saw amber more with wayne than we saw her with her actual fiance so a lot of people like she's getting you know what i'm saying she's getting all of that from wayne more so than she's even getting from her soon-to-be husband, just the recent skit, because I'm trying to skip, I skip over most of them, so um, the one that I chose to watch, I chose to watch the one with uh, Malachi coming to Mike, and then I watched the one with Shania and Natasha meeting up with um, Chase and his wife, his wife, and so when they were talking about how uh, Chase is like, you know that you, um, no, I did see that one, but the one with the Anthony, he's talking to the a- Anthony in regards to, you know, that you're the only one getting in that, you know, and I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> and the fact that he just so clueless, they don't even make it seem as if he's suspicious of some stuff. And he's just this dumb guy who we all wanted to love. So we're like, who's writing these skits? And why are they confirming or or agreeing to write it? Whereas this person then falls from this high place that we had him to where he is now, where he's being considered to be like a loser and what the people in the comments constantly call him a simp. I had never heard of that before until reading these comments, but they consider him to be a simp. And I, you know, if I... If they are stating that a simp is someone who is naive and don't catch up on the clues that are being given to them 
and they don't see it as a suspicion as far as how somebody is speaking to them and how their words like if you can't read between the lines basically because there's so much of that but however they make it seem as if Anthony's character is falling victim to even that where he can't even catch up or he doesn't have common sense you know so it's like okay so if you don't have common sense and all of that then I would concur that he is a simp unfortunately and I hate the fact that it's being written as if all the good guys get hurt or finish last or you know what I'm saying are not the one the person that one would go for especially as women so I don't know if that's the writing and how these writers see women in general but I've never cheated I've been cheated on but I just don't have the time and energy to cheat on anyone you know if I'm with you I'm just with you and I've actually been called emotionally needy just because I'm trying to be in a relationship or date someone and show them that I was emotionally there and now I'm hearing like from other people talking about how uh, there's so many generations of of children who, you know, grow up and they raise children in a not so good environment because they never actually had any emotional connection. So here I am being this emotional person and that kind of like pushed me back. You know what I'm saying? As far as in relationships where I rather be single than be treated or mistreated because I'm trying to be there for someone in all physical, mental, and emotional. So, and I do put, I did push myself back and don't even give myself to anyone because I just do not have time for that. The dating world is so fucked up. It's like the bad people are the ones that get everything. And that's the way people look at it. And that comes to me discussing it as far as black people get on my damn nerves sometimes as far as their wokeness and they're not generally as woke as they would like to believe they're just not and it's tiring to constantly uh, see it and hear it especially when it comes to this illuminati bs so the illuminati bs every time i go on to something okay I'm on, like I said, I was on the Country Wayne uh, site trying to see if there was a live or see if they discussed as far as who's writing what. Then I'll probably go to Mike's. But I've seen a lot of Mike stuff, but I haven't seen, you know, I've seen like the, when they're filming, but not who's like doing the writing. So, Ennis gets uh, on a post and it was in regards to his Netflix special. A lot of the people were saying it wasn't funny and some people saying it was funny. Now, I remember the Cat Williams, the last Cat Williams special that was on Netflix, he wasn't funny. But for me, I've watched him and he's been funny. So sometimes they, you know, they may have a, a down period or they're up or down. I've never actually seen Wayne in a stand-up. That was my first time seeing him in a stand-up. Some of it was funny, but it wasn't like die-hard laughing funny. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. But a lot of people liked that Monique Netflix special. And it wasn't, I n- didn't laugh at all on her special. But I'm not really a fan of a lot of female comedians. And my some of my favorite comedians are going to be the original comedians. And it's always not like laughter, laughter. Because you have um, who I liked as far as uh, George Carlin. 
okay i've watched richard Pryor. i'm not laughing laughing like so hard but it's so entertaining and it's fun to watch and that's why people also watch it so we don't have to say oh my god he was hilarious he was funny was it entertaining and i can say that um country wayne skit was entertaining enough for me to keep watching and i laughed at you know a few things and i was smiling at but i was entertained by what he had to say the monique's um netflix special i watched it to the very end it was entertaining uh for me to keep watching it there were some things that i just didn't i didn't like and it just kind of threw me off about you know and I know it's like her trying to keep it real and this is her or whatever, but I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. And as far as if I was going to compare her Netflix, um, stand up to country Wayne's, I would say that country Wayne's was better. Um, and then people in the group and of course people always have to assume that everybody likes a certain way of comedy. I've listened to other comedians who don't need to curse as much as other comedians and there's a lot there's uh, pretty much a good few of them i you know i don't have their name i'm so bad with names but i would have to go and look them up but there's a lot of comedians that do not curse in their stand-up and i know it was a lot that i loved watching like on deaf comedy jam and stuff that would just come on and they would have you laughing and entertained for the entire time that they were up there and they said not one curse word uh, some of my favorite uh, comedians would be from the original Kings Economy. I miss Bernie Mac. Oh, my God. But Bernie Mac. Um, then you have Cedric the Entertainer, which he's one of my favorite. Um, I love Sinbad. I've seen him in um, stand-up before. Um, and D.L. Hooley. I, I've seen uh, some of Steve Harvey stuff is funny. But the ones that I named are the ones that are most funny to me. So... And those are the main ones that I watch. And Earthquake, like a lot of people didn't like his stand-up on Netflix. It was funny to me. I like his type of comedy, his uh, comedic nature. Um, so the Earthquake was funny to me. I know I'm missing some. That uh, Coley, is it? I don't know what his name is, but he's the guy that was on um, Blackish, the co-worker or whatever, friend and co-worker. I did see uh, one of his stand-ups and I liked it. It was entertaining where it was... Uh, funny in regards to the entertainment value of it where you I wasn't like diehard laughing so hard that I'm running down the aisles because I'm picturing one of the when if you ever watched the original Kings of Comedy um movie uh, such as the you know they have a, a video of it and the guy jumps up and it runs down the aisle and I'm like, dude, so he was like really, really taken with that, you know, whatever the joke was. So, but you have a lot of people in there saying, okay, it's not funny. Is this funny? And then they want to say, oh, we, you just don't, we're so used to, it, I, and it's, here's the thing. I hate when people group people into stuff. It's so much of that where we group people into stuff. And I try to say some, when I try, when I talk about certain things, I always want to say some, I don't want to say black man or black women or all of these white people or all of these people. I try to say some because it's not all, it's over 7 billion people in the world. We do not know everybody and we cannot group every ethnicity group together because you have certain ethnicity groups that aren't like each other. You know what I'm saying? So within their own nature, they're not like each other and they know it. They are so separated by certain things and they know it within their own groups like black people. 
you know that term that Chris Rock used. I love black people, but I hate the N word. Yes, because it's so much of that. And I remember me and my little brother, rest in peace, little bro. But we used to talk about it just like that. That there was some, and my brother would be like, "It's like it's scary. You have some uh, blacks that you're like really you looking at them, and you're like." Oh my God, to the point where this is that mentality. It's not even, it's not even a ghetto mentality. I just, it's like, I don't want to say it's, it's evil or demonic, but it's just something about certain ones that are growing up in a certain environment and they have absolutely no remorse. They have this hate growing inside of them. And we've seen it. So I don't know if it's, you know, I can't say that it's something that is happening within the white culture per there with their thing, but we see it because they become mass shooters of schools where they actually go in and shoot up a, a elementary school and want to shoot children. That's demonic behavior. And then they have no remorse for it at all. This is stuff that they just want to do. And it's like, what is the reason for doing shit like this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, We know the mass shooters who go and shoot up a certain place because they don't like black people. They don't like Asian people. They don't like gays, the LGBTQ LGBTQ community. They don't like this specific type of person. It could be anyone. We know what that target is based on who they go and shoot up and what it is. And then we'll have society trying to cover it up in certain ways but then when we have these mass shooters shooting up schools it's a we take a seat back and we try to figure out what is the case because it happens not these are not one-offs it happens a lot so these are things that we look at within our own communities and try to figure out so and these are the things that we would be looking at but it's like it's a hate for some reason that we have within our our culture and our ethnicity per our race of people in regards to people of a black race okay um whereas you know that there are certain areas in communities that are predominantly black and you do not want to go into those communities at all even if it's during the daytime and you're black yourself but you know that you don't want to be there. Like I've never, and it's so crazy. And, and I always look at myself. I'm so much about um, being black and upholding that blackness. I have a page called Protect Yourself and Know Yourself. Protect the knowledge and know your self-worth. And I discuss and I post so much. I have like, I gained my followers by hard work and posting things that I know that people like and touching on subjects that, and that's like one of my favorite pages that I have. That's not even related to my creative work as such as as my filmmaking and my writing and just creating content. So it's there. And I know a lot of people probably don't because they always relate to, again, people relate to what they see. And my pictures are of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. So a lot of people would probably think that I'm a, a do because I do not post myself. I post uh, what's happening in the world and I touch on that subject and I talk a lot. You know, I post like so much on it. 
And I've had people come at me, people of no color come at me and was like, y'all are so angry. And it's, it's gaslighting because they can come on our post, us just talking about acknowledging racism and what, what we're doing in this society. And they will come at us and say that we are angry, yet they have no words for mass shooters. Men and women who go up and attack the Capitol Hill, they defend, but they want to call us anger by trying to figure out and question the society's treatment of people of color. Um, That's gaslighting because they don't recognize themselves as being those antagonists. They only recognize themselves as the superior race of heroism or whatever which i'm confused because their whole history is birth and blood and violence and tears okay so that's i'm always questioning that but then we have and and, and that's like when you say black people always so we they group us into something because this is what they are used to and they, it's like they can't get away from grouping all black people into what they believe this is us i am not that at all and it's been always so hard for me to find that connection with black people as a whole in general i have a great rapport but i don't have or obtain those type of followers as far as black women and black men like that as far as being an influencer like i'll see that they'll be they'll like i'll get like a hundred or so like a lot of likes on my posts and comments but like with my comments not even my posts my comments on other people posts where they like what i have to say but as far as me being an influencer and getting that same um response on my own post i don't get it at all um so it's like it's not that in regards to me now again like i stated the the, my page where they don't see me and they probably think that i'm a, a black man i get a lot of views and a lot of more a lot more engagement than i do on my creative content stuff i don't know if it's because they don't see me and and they see something a representation of someone that they uh, have more appeal for i mean that could be it because that's like a whole marketing thing of where i'm going with that but also in the same post under his netflix thing they're talking about um about the cursing and we don't we and they're stating that people didn't like it or didn't think it was funny because there was no curse words that's so not true um, and then I keep going down further because I like reading the comments. Big mistake always and sometimes not because the comments be funny and more entertaining than actual skits and stuff. So then we, I see this person. He didn't, uh, this person, he got like 15 likes and they look like they're a troll because there's no, it's a, I think it is a picture. I thought that was the one without the picture, but there is a picture there for their profile. But they're like well of course and it was like this is what happens when you you know i'm saying even if he's not funny because because of illuminati he's going to come up etc etc something like that of that nature and i'm like what are you talking about how do y'all continuously get that illuminati shit and this is like one of my exes did that rest in peace because he has passed away um, he had a whole post on like where he was so angry. Now I remember I broke up with him because he was 
a lot older than me, like six, seven years older than me. And I was dating him and I was young. Um, but I like older guys. I always liked older guys. I tend to not like to date guys my own age. Um, but he was about that Illuminati stuff. And he was trying to make it, you know, as a rapper. It's like they always try to make it as a rapper, black man. I just, oh my God. Um, so he was trying, he would write these lyrics and stuff. And he would talk a lot of noise and nonsense. So he was in school. He had left um, and then went to Texas, came back and... He had struggled. He was just struggling so much. He ended up uh, finding someone again. He got, you know what I'm saying, this young girl pregnant, had her make all these babies for him. He was trying to make me have babies for him, but I couldn't get pregnant. Um, I didn't start becoming fertile until after my 20s, like late 30s. Um, again, so I had my daughter when I was 18, and then I was in an infertile period, having miscarriages, could not get pregnant. But... Um, his struggle was so much to the point was because he couldn't make it, he believed that Illuminati was the reason why other people did. And that is the thing as far as black people. Black people, when they see other black people making it out from the streets, regardless if Country Wayne is consistently talking about Jesus is popping, he's in his interviews, he's talking about how he found the word of God. He's never talking about Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if people were about Illuminati and they praised this Illuminati and they were being um, praised themselves for worshiping Illuminati, then you would see them doing as such. You would see them reciprocating that love and that uh, worship back to Illuminati. Uh, I don't care what anybody say, that particular type of following, especially if it's so as high in context as people are making it seem, they would do that. And they would bring, try to bring on other people and it would be like a cult antichrist type movement. Those type of people who believe in things such as that, they don't shy away from them and try to keep it as secret. They grow in numbers. It's like a pyramid scheme. So... When I look at people saying this, just like my ex, whereas I saw the pain that he was um, going through and the struggle that he had and the fact that he wanted the life that other people, that he saw other people having, he literally was blaming those people with having richness and uh, becoming wealthy based on their talents, or I guess he felt like they didn't have any was because the only reason why they were succeeding was because of their connection or so he believed in Illuminati. And that's the same thing for these people who are liking this particular comment. They believe that Illuminati is the reason why people make it. So, and I, and I feel like this, you have to be mentally... I mean, it's just, you have to be mentally unaware. And I'm trying to get it because my eyes are so bad. I go, I go take a, um, another eye exam soon. Um, my response to that was, oh my God, you people about that Illuminati crap. Anyone that isn't struggling or poor, they're Illuminati question mark. And I said, that's hilarious. It's just another form of mental enslavement. And people who believe in this crap really believe they're woke. 
It's a farce to keep people from believing, keep people from believing they can be more than what their oppressors have laid out for them. And people don't seem to understand that. The American dream is not for you to to sway away from these people not having you be the front line and center of their slave lines or their slave trades. We're still in that. Even though they're not getting us on a ship and moving us through, the American dream has always been for you to believe that what they have laid out for you, such as working in a plant, working in a manufacturing firm or working, uh, you know, for a certain amount of money and not believing that you need that you can have more and you stay in those jobs and then you know, get raises every five years and struggle to make ends meet, but you have that good job and you're doing what you need to do and you're working hard and you're getting, you know what I'm saying, that recognition of being somewhere for long term. That's where they want people to be. They are realizing and they're trying to double down on the fact that when they were trying to take away people's internet rights, as far as being on the internet for free, um, they were trying to take away from that because they started realizing, wait, people are using the internet, first of all, to become more knowledgeable. Now they're questioning shit that we don't want them to question because we've gotten away with doing whatever what we've been doing. We've gotten away with doing it for such a long time And now people are finding out people have more ways of communicating with each other and becoming knowledgeable of what's happening, not only in their own country, but around the world. And now people can petition. Now people can um, create bills based on those petitions to pretty much stop and or make the, the system work for them versus vice versa okay so and I was like come on black people we cannot be still enslaved but mentally enslaved by these people where we don't think that we can rise above. anytime that we see each other rise above it's like we have this hate this self-hate and it's a self-hate because you can't really hate these people because you don't even know them how are you hating these people who are And they're telling you what happened with them. They're telling you how they struggled. They're telling you how they came from up from nothing. And they changed their situation by believing in themselves and using the tools that are laid out in front of them. And it's unfortunately, but some of us, we don't use our talents at all. Some of us can use our talents and come up in the roles that we play within society at someone else's job. And then the other people start to find out, wait a minute, I'm more of a leader, not a follower. I don't want to be in this position um, as far as doing the work for these people and making them rich. I want to own my own business or I want to become that next CEO for this company and run it like it's my business. Um, so we have to start looking at, stop questioning and pointing the fingers at why somebody has come up and do Use, utilize the tools for yourself and you come up 
like I'm like literally struggling right now, but I'm taking a mental freaking break. And I don't care if it gets to the point where I need to sell my house because I'm there now. Um, years ago when my daughter was still here, it was a lot of me trying to, because she was at an age that I could not think for myself. I mean, I still could have, but she was so much that teenager that just, I couldn't think for myself. And because I had her there and I needed to, I felt like I needed to move for her. And even though I have another child now who's younger, um, I my outlook on life and my experiences now that I'm 44 versus when I was like 10, 20 years ago is totally different. And we do grow mentally um, in regards to either a better person or still the same person or, you know, or worse. So I've literally grown from that person and realized where I'm at, even if it's going to be a struggle, I've gained so much that I have it now where I can say, you know what? I'm going to get up and I'm just going to go. If it comes to that, if I can't stay or keep where I'm at in place, I'm just going to get up and go. But I had to take a mental break from that. And, you know, from that so-called American dream, from that so-called let me live the life that my oppressors have laid out for me because this is what I believe or think I should be doing. It's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like, I, I can't do that. But if I was to become more successful in my mental state of mind, that doesn't mean that I found the Illuminati. I mean, it's just crazy that people believe that. And then you have another instance where, oh my God, I go onto this page. You know, I'm on a TikTok or whatever, and this female, and she was like, the um, the questions or the discussion subjects or whatever that black people don't want to have. And her whole standpoint was on literally talking about black women. I'm trying to remember because I can't go into it because it'll cut me off. She stated that, well, first she was talking about, and she's a dark-skinned mom or dark-skinned woman. And she stated that, again, these are discussions or things that black people don't want to talk about. And she stated that black women, especially dark-skinned moms, are jealous of their daughters. They're jealous of their daughters because either they don't have um, the beauty that they have or whatever, or they have the beauty that they would have if they were light-skinned. And I'm listening to her and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then you have people who are in agreement with her, but she's literally demeaning and degrading black women and then saying that it's black women, not saying some, but saying that it's black women. And then, and, you know, then she starts saying that these moms also are jealous of their daughters because their daughters have fathers that are in their lives and the moms didn't have fathers. So they don't like the fact that their daughters have men or fathers that are there for them. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not every black woman. And it's like, it's aggravating because they never say some or they never, if you're going to be an influencer on a page, 
and I did see one lady, she said some, and I was like, thank you. But this lady, she's not saying some, she keeps saying black women, black women, dark skinned black moms. So she's making it seem like it's all of them. And again, you don't have other race of people using TikTok for that or other race of people using social media for that. Black people are so into dragging themselves for the world to see. It's not an influence. It's not a positive. It's not. I don't care what you think or what you believe. It is not a positive for you to degrade or demean your own race of people in a public forum. Period. Then she goes on to say that black daughters have to work to gain their mom's, their place in their mom's homes. And again, she was again wrong again. Because I'm the total opposite. I'm here I am, this big black woman. Dark skin. My, both of my children and my brother, uh, God, rest in peace, little bro. He used to get on my nerves. He would say, come on, son, you, you wanted to have children that was lighter, <laughs> lighter than you. And I'm like, because you were bullied being dark skin. I'm like, I was bullied being dark skin, but I, when I tell you, I just, I like light-skinned men more so than dark-skinned men. So, it was either going to be that they were going to be light-skinned or they were going to be dark-skinned or they were going to be in-between. For my daughter. Um, for my son, no. Because I, I haven't been dating as far as black men for some years now. And that is not because I don't want to date them. I have a love for a black men. I would love to find this black man that I can connect with on this soul level, um, this deep level because of who I am. I just, it's like we are deemed to not to because I've literally had black men look at me. They would love to meet a, a white woman that's exactly like me, but I can't be black and be who I am for them. And when I say that, it means to say that I'm like a corny, weird vibe. I love goth. I love horror. I dress up like such. And I don't do like the anime stuff, but I do like the the TikTok. Um, oh my God, when you create these characters or whatever, I cannot think of it now, the name of it. My mind, you know, I'm 44. I'm so old. Um, not old, old, but I, let me tell you, my mind, I forget shit. This is crazy. Um, when you start getting older, man. So, and it's just like, I can't be who that, that person is. I'll post stuff where I did a TikTok and it was too music that was done by a white artist or a non-black artist. And then I would have young black men coming on my page and say but you're not white and I can only say that they're commenting that because I'm doing a TikTok with the voiceover of a white song where it's not even a white it's a song by a, a non-black artist but in their their mentality is so boxed in and labeled it was like break away from your oppressor's label break away from your oppressor uh, oppressor's slavery mental slavery we're still there it's like we can't even think for ourselves we can't be different and weird and corny in our own nature 
without being judged by black people that we're not black enough. So either you're not black enough or you're too damn black. I'm confused by it. But um, that's what I would get. And when I remember um, posting the Scott Pilgrim, so I'm like, oh my God, I love this song. I love the soundtrack, the Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And again, I had young black men, because these were not black men my age. Young black men were like, they were questioning. They just was so confused that this black woman listened to that type of music. I was going down the street and I heard my son come on by Simple Minds, Don't You? And I blasted the shit out of it and my windows were down. That's when I had the car with no air. Uh, so this was years ago. And the, the, the group, it was like a lot of them, a lot of black guys in the group. They were younger than me or they could have been my age then. I can't remember. And they stopped and we were going, I was going into the, um, into the outlet area and they were coming out and they literally slowed down looking at me. And when I realized they were looking at me, I was like, okay. And I just kept going, but it's like a questionable to them that we can, black people can like music by people that's not black. I do not listen to rap music. I listen to hip hop, but it's been a while since I've listened to black music. I don't listen to the radio, so I don't know what's hyped and what's coming out. I listen, I'm on iHeart and I have stations created to the artists that I love to listen to. So my artists are like rock music in this moment. 21 Pilots, um, Three Days Grace, you know what I'm saying? Limp Biscuit, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, yes, I'm back. I had to pay a couple of bills. Not really. I just needed to split off um, this because it doesn't allow it to go over a certain time. So back to this particular person. And I said, and here's the thing. I sent it to my daughter because I wanted her to like, well, this is my perspective on it. Um, I don't feel like I fit into anything that this lady is saying. I've, I promote so many people. I want people to win. I remember going to see um, the young lady, my coworker, and she was singing and doing um, live mic and stuff. And I would record her and share it on my YouTube page and stuff. And so that way she can get recognition. And then she started doing Jack's Idol, participated in that. But here's the thing. I push people and I just listened to uh, something where it's the... the person was stating the same thing like I push people I want everybody to win especially in this society I want people to come up from this so-called um American dream I want people to come up from the layout that their oppressors created for them so that way they can know that you weren't put on earth you weren't born or you weren't created to, to not believe in yourself and utilize your own talents to make your own dreams come true. You create your own dream. It's not the American dream. It's your dream. You create that and you make it come to life. You don't set your path based on how someone else wants to see you come up so that way their American dream can be alive.
and going. You see what I'm saying? So I sent it to my daughter so she could tell me, hey, you know, I mean, is this what she's saying? Do you feel like this was us or me? Because the situation is totally different. But it was... um. And then I have to pull up because she did discuss in regards to a Philadelphia mom and a white boy. And so something about she started talking about that's some of the stuff that she was talking about was real. And some of the other stuff. And I'm like, eh, that doesn't fit me at all. And I made that as a comment. And I said, um, I said, I was raised by my father and mother in the same household. And when I realized that when I was um, working at Allstate, it was a black Allstate agent. And instead of her paying one person to work all day because she didn't want to um, pay out insurance, like health benefits for that person because then they would be considered full-time. Here, listen to this now. Because she didn't want to pay them health benefits, she split up us. She hired two people to work half a day. So we could each one person could work morning and the other person can work night. She was making enough money that she could afford to get on some type of plan for the people that work for her. I get so tired. And this is a, this was a black woman, okay? Uh, when she found out that, you know, I have my sister and my brother. And she was like, oh, y'all stay together. Y'all so, y'all close. Y'all talk to each other every day. And this is an older black woman that's asking me these questions. And I was like, I was so confused so confused why she was asking me these questions and I'm like yeah and I was like she was like and y'all were raised by the same parents y'all both y'all all got the same mom and dad I'm like what the fuck and I was like yeah we um all of us got the same mom and dad and she was just look she was so freaking shocked and I'm like Wow, and this is an older black lady. So for her to be shocked at, and this was, it was, that's still, every time I think about that shit, I'm 44 years old. That's when I was in my early 20s. I don't even think if I was 20. No, I was, um, had her, I was 18, 18 or 19, because my daughter was still in the carrier. She was, I was 18. And so when she was asking me this, and I'm like, oh my God, but she did. Okay, so. I was, I, my comment, my re- response to this lady was, I was raised by my father and mother in the same household. My mom died when I was 11. And I did state that I had a strained relationship with him per my father. Um, and that just goes to her. That was basically um, to state that I don't fit what you're saying. Um, fit into what you're saying. Because look, I was raised in the same household. Me and my siblings had the same mom and dad. I don't fit your your um, your stereotype here, but yet you're saying all black women, all dark skinned black moms. Um, my next was my daughter was spoiled because she stated she made the comment that we would have to treat. I mean, our daughters would have to be in the household and earning their place or earning their spot. I said my daughter was spoiled and was the only child for 25 years. My daughter's father acted like he never met me and denied my daughter. So then that's a contradiction. That goes against what she stated. Not a contradiction, but that goes against what she's stating in regards to us moms, black women, we 
are jealous of our daughters because they have relationships with their fathers and we didn't have a relationship with ours. Again, I was raised in the household with my father. Um, my daughter was not raised by her father. He acted like he didn't even remember me or never met me and denied me having his daughter. And I didn't question it or fight him on that shit. Um, the next one was, so because she stated that again, you know, our daughters have to have some type of place, try to earn their place. Um, or the fact that, and still the fact that as far as the father situation. So my daughter knew her granddad, my father and my brother as a father figure. I wasn't strict at all. So my daughter lived in a free home technically. And technically that's true. And I was raising a daughter. And I think that, of course, I am more strict on my son. And it's probably because he's autistic and he's nonverbal. So I feel like, I mean, I just have to be more attentive to him than I was to my daughter. My daughter was a, she was like a free agent. She was just out there roaming. She was learning and she was talking and she was doing stuff at a mature level. And because of the age that I was at, when I had her and I wasn't strict at all, she knows me as mom. She does not call me by my first name. She calls me as mom and she knows that I was her mother and that I had certain rules that was laid out, but they were like acknowledged that they existed without me having to say them to her. You know what I mean? That's the type of parenting it was. She knew what she needed to do in the household. So without me having to tell her and I was more relaxed and laid back and not doing as much myself versus her. So a lot of the things that black people think that they know about their own people just so that way. And then we, and they use these platforms, social media and stuff like this to gain followers and to just come out saying something so that way they can look like, I don't know, that they are, and I don't even know if they believe half the shit that they're saying. They could be saying it just so that way they can get people to start liking their page and start following them and be like, you know what I'm saying? Just to become, to get attention, to go viral, to say some shit that they know is going to be in an unpopular opinion. Um, like in my addicted to horror group, you always have somebody who knows that it's a lot of people like a certain movie and they'll come on and say, this movie was horrible. This movie is overrated. So they, they come out and they say this shit so that way they can get attention. So I don't know if that's the case in this situation, but I see it so much, especially now like on TikTok and it's more so on TikTok because TikTok pretty much the algorithm on TikTok can push your post so high so many people are becoming viral just because and it's crazy and then the people who have talent and actually talking about something actually creating they're not seeing any of that algorithm um at all for themselves so it's like it's, it's bizarre but that's where we're at so when i say black people get on my nerves it is it's very much to a point where black people get on my nerves um in another group that I was in, my Black Moms group, you had uh, somebody posted a comment in regards to this, um, you know, you deciding that you want to get pregnant by a man 
that you know got five or six baby mamas. I'm so confused by this. So the woman, she came and she stated, she like, why is this something that we are, that we aren't questioning or that we are, that we're just doing? You know that this person, this man has five other children and then from multiple women. So five children, multiple women. That says a lot. It couldn't even be from the same woman. So, and like I stated before, you got a lot of men who the only thing that they got going in life is to slang D and make babies. That's it. And that's sad. Why would you want that? Why do you feel like you're so undeserving of more? And that is the same thing that this person stated. She's not a dark skinned person like me. She's very, um, you know, she's light skinned. Um, And she could be biracial. I don't know. Her husband is also white on the on her profile picture. So she stated that it was a lot of women. And these are, again, a black mom group. So these are black women that are coming for her. Because she stated this as if it's wrong. When they know that it's right. Because you're giving this person answers based on why would you want to get pregnant by this man. You're giving her the same answers. You're giving her the same advice. But they literally came for this woman because she wasn't black enough. And that's what she was stating. And I had to put my two cents in, of course, always. And I stated that the most people that have bullied me with a biracial child are black women. I've literally had black these two black girls literally could they younger than me literally follow me around in a store snickering and making fun of me and then they're so bold enough to say it out loud um and then i basically turned around and said what i needed to say out loud as well and because then i'm looking at them and they look like trash that's how they look in the store they look like they just came got up out of bed and just came to the store okay and they're not getting out of bed like because we're watching a movie or some sitcom where they get out of bed and they look like they are going to the Grammys or being on somebody's red carpet. Okay. And I've just seen it so many times. You know, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. Okay. I'm simple. I'm wearing t-shirt, jeans, and some cat type shoes. I just, I'm not trying to put on makeup or have my hair and my nails done all the time. I'm not wearing a bonnet, but I'm not, I don't look the way black women or black people in general believe I should look to have a biracial baby. And that's what they, the two young girls stated, one of them stated, oh, the um, pickings must be slim. As if they, if somebody picked their ass, that it would be slim too. So, and and I know for a fact it's because I don't fit the look of what black people, you know, black people, we put people up on this standard. If I'm going to be a big woman, I need to be dressed to kill. I need to be sexy. I need to be wearing makeup. I need to be on fire all the time. That's not me. And then plus I'm dark skinned. And I had a black guy get mad at me because, of course, he don't like um, big black women. And he stated, you're black and fat. That's the worst combination. 
listen, I've been bullied my entire life. I'm still being bullied by black people today. I've never been bullied by someone who's not black. And even though we're in, you know, I've had people come at me because of their race, their racist ass, but I've never been bullied because of who I am as per my race. I mean, per my skin tone, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. But if you say something in regards to against what they stand for, I've had them come at me all on my Twitter and everything telling me that I need to kill myself. Um, and this was from men in general. Um, because it was something that I stated in regards to um, dating. It was something about dating and as, far, as far as men or whatever. So all of them were coming for me for that. And I wasn't, it wasn't, I was reposting. It was a repost of what somebody else said. And so they was just coming for me, telling me I need to die. Oh, you're ugly. You're fat. You're black. You're dark skin. You're this. And I'm like, and okay, I'm confused. You see what I'm saying? It's like people believe that their belief in what is beauty to them, I should believe in myself. I don't feel like I'm an ugly woman. I may be fat, but and They'll try to say that I'm ugly, but they know I'm not ugly. So what they do is they say, oh, you're fat and you're black, but I'm not ugly. But to them, that means that I am because I'm not thin and I don't look like a supermodel or Rihanna or someone. Because I've talked to other black women who have biracial children. And I've talked to the ones that I know don't look like me. So they would be the opposite. And I've asked these questions, and these were been, I would say, uh, five or six different women. So as far as I'm concerned, that was enough for me. Um, the consensus was, oh yeah, I'll get them. They'll, you know, they'll stop me. Like, hi. Their response to me in regards to how they're treated, to being having a biracial child has been the total opposite of the treatment that I've received from people such as within my own race or outside my race. People look at me like, ew, you know, how did she, how did she get a, you know, a biracial baby? And they've looked at me that way with my daughter because she's light skinned and here I am dark skinned. So they probably think that she was biracial too. And she'd be like, I don't let biracial look at my hair. She's so angry. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's the case. And the last time we was at the zoo, the man, he's like staring me up and down. He's with his lady. He's pushing a stroller and he's looking at me because I'm dark skinned and my daughter is with me with her boyfriend and he's, um, he's Mexican and black. And then you have my son who's biracial. His father is Caucasian and my daughter, and she's light-skinned. Of course, her father would be like, he, he has Indian in his family. So uh, most of them, like him and his brother, his brother's like really, really light. Um, but I get the total opposite and I know it's because I'm fat. Because if I was skinny, you could be a skinny, ugly person and you would be more attractive to this society than any fat person. And that's just the way it is. Being fat, you're basically not liked. Being fat means that you are beneath 
most of the people in this society and you're just not attractive okay it is what it is um but yeah i mean we go through this stuff and it's like it's just it's really unnerving it just really gets on my nerves and we already have to deal we already have to deal with the people that are not of color with the racial undertones and the microaggressions the um refusing to acknowledge that there's racial disparities in this society and the gaslighting and the race lighting us then i have to then we still have to deal with our own race of people it's a fucking lot that's the reason why people aren't living longer that's the reason why our age our living age is shortening is shortening because we have to go through a lot of shit in this society a lot especially as people of color we go through a lot of shit and it is so aggravating but here we are right so yeah so it's like you know black some black people get on my nerves you know at 44 i just rather you know me being a true introvert i mean i do i just rather not be out when i go to the store like if i have to go to the store and get something i either make sure to order it or i go in as early as six in the effing morning so that way i can avoid people and that's just the way it is because i'm just tired sometimes i just don't want to deal with it sometimes i can ignore the bs and the other times i just i just don't want to deal with it and i just rather get up early and go and not deal with people period because it's nothing about people today that you want to be around the way people are today the unhinged factor the you know i'm saying the bullies the people defending the bullies and putting down the people who are suffering from uh disabilities uh some form of handicap it's just it's wild we literally have serial killers on tiktok that are being treated as mamas so it's like what the fuck is going on in this society we're screwed. We literally have a, polit- a politicians who were clapping and thanking the guy who drove all the way from from a different state through state lines to get to a Black Lives Matter rally and kill kill somebody. Literally, he went there with the intention to shoot somebody, and they got him off. He got off for literally doing some shit like that, and he didn't kill anybody that was of color. He killed them. He killed his own race of people. And you had black people who were more upset about that shit than white people were. And that should teach us a lot about this society. That should teach us a lot about this society. That this society do not give a rat's ass about people of color. They do not give a rat's ass. I mean, they just don't care. I mean, when we look at shit like that, we should know that these people, us questioning these people. I mean, it's just crazy. So I found it. This was on the Daily Mail. It shouldn't kick me off. Hold on. 
when I discussed about the Philadelphia mom who dealt with the dirt bike, dirt bike riding goon, the white Philadelphia mom, white boy. So the dirt bike, they call it dirt bike riding goon, Cody Haran, who stomped on mother's car with her kids inside is arrested after floods of tips from the public. This was updated on October 5th, 2023. Um, filmed Sunday night, the footage reportedly shows 26-year-old Cody Haran embarking on the rampage, which saw him smash Nikki Bullock's car window. Both of Bullock's children, aged 5 and 2, were in the car at the time, and the incident ended with the man believed to be Haran brandishing a gun at the mom. While no one was hurt during the encounter, the suspect managed to drive off and outraged sleuths across the U.S. worked relentlessly to name and shame him. A man filmed stomping out a woman's rear windshield over the weekend has been arrested. So he was arrested. And then he was doing it in front of a crowd of other motorists. And of course, we can't tell people to get out of their car and stop somebody, especially if they have a gun, because then that put their lives in danger. The best thing for anybody to do is to not react to that reaction and then call the police, who they hope will be there to actually stop the, the criminal and not um, create a moment of them shooting at the wrong damn people. And they state that um, he was brandishing a gun. No one intervened to help. Why would they intervene to help? We are we are taught when we're going through any type of interaction. I forgot now. I forgot what they call it. When you're at work and they tell you if someone comes in brandishing a gun, you do not react or intervene. But the fact that you have this society feels like people should become Superman and or Batman in these situations and die. For what reason? For what reason would somebody intervene when somebody got a freaking gun? That's stupid. I just don't understand why would people say that they didn't intervene or they're upset about that. Oh my God. Again, this society. But you know what? That's the end of this road trip. And talking about... The little, um, I'm going to say Lil Wayne, country Wayne skits, and then black people who get on my nerves, some black people, not all black people, come on people, okay, and just discussing what is being discussed as far as influences on TikTok, and then the ish that we have to deal with in our cultures, in our communities, and then outside the communities, if people don't understand why people can't or don't want to live in this society anymore. I just don't understand. I would think that that was just pure selfishness. I don't think that people should end what they have, but people should definitely find a way to escape without hurting themselves or hurting people around them. Just escape, just leave, take a mental break. I know I've had to do it. I'm very thankful that I've done it. I don't, I don't have any regrets. Um, I'm going to embark on this journey um, and do what it do for me. Try to get my health back in order, which includes clearing up my, my mental space and my physical space around me. So, yes, here we go. It's starting five, four, three, two, 
one